This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Welcome back to another episode of The Damage Report with me, John Arula, and joining us once again, you know him from TYT and The Ringer and a bunch of other places, Wazi Lombre, welcome back to the show. What's going on, Johnny boy? Happy to be back. Glad to have you here. Uh, we're gonna be talking sports today. I hear there are many of them, some better than others. <laughs> we'll be ranking them on today's program. No, anyway, but no, <laughs> glad to have you here because there is a lot going on, some of it fun. Some of it roughly in line with the tone that I just struck. Other stuff, no, far more serious. Um, so we're gonna be doing a little bit from each of those columns. And I wanna thank every one of you who is here. And in exchange for that thanking, uh, please hit the like button and share the stream. And by the way, along the way, if you wanna send us comments, tweets, and super chats, uh, myself and Waz will respond as we go. And particularly good comments might even get you a $100 Blue Apron gift card. So get those in soon, because I'd like to choose it in the first break. You've been warned. And with all that said, Waz, are you ready to talk about the news? Absolutely. Let's get to it. Let's do this thing. And let's start with this. They said that was a loan repayment. Oh, yeah. Everything's a loan repayment. Well, the president will have an opportunity in deposition. The chairman is memorialized in emails that we that you guys leaked from Hunter Biden's laptop. Thank you. I would like to have asked Hunter Biden about me and Okay, I think we are all used to at this point Marjorie Green being ignored by people on the other side of the aisle. But that was an amazing moment where her allies had no interest in the BS that she was trying to peddle. It was such a scrum of activity and questions being shouted. And then the second she started talking about Hunter Biden doing sex trafficking, the reporters aren't interested, the camera starts to look away. Jim Jordan suddenly has to get to lunch. That dude's really hungry at that point. But anyway, that's that's really what Marjorie Green deserves. Who knows what she's talking about with the sex trafficking? What we know is that she is very, very obsessed with Hunter Biden in a weird way. I will remind you that she was the one holding up images like this. Uh, on the House floor. She was seemingly obsessed with the fact that Hunter Biden has, and these reports have been confirmed, been naked in his life. She was super into it. And honestly, I think it answers the question of why it is that Hunter Biden yesterday said he's only going to testify in public. He doesn't want to do a closed door session. Would you want to be in a closed door session with no rolling cameras? With Marjorie Green knowing her obsession with you and how hyper focused it is on your sex life, I don't think so. But anyway, the investigation of Hunter Biden rolls on. It's now being tied, of course, to the just authorized impeachment inquiry into President Biden. That was a vote that was conducted yesterday and passed along party lines. So they're going after Hunter. Now they are going after an excuse to go after Joe. Wozni, what do you think? 
Just your classic smear campaign. There's obviously nothing criminal to tie to Joe Biden, but you know, some of his family members, his son especially, are, you know, a little bit embarrassing, right? Uh, I understand why they think that this is going to be some kind of black mark, but you would hope that an impeachment inquiry would be because there was suspicion of some constitutional violation by the commander in chief, uh, the president of the United States. So far, they have brought forth zero such evidence again, which makes me believe that they're just trying to keep this in the news to further embarrass Joe Biden via his son. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of evidence to that point. Now, they say that linking these two things actually makes sense. And in fact, they say that Hunter Biden this week refusing to do closed door testimony is actually a reason that they need to look more into Joe. They said today's obstruction by Hunter Biden reinforces the need for a formal vote. Okay, so I guess the argument is supposed to be that one of the many things that they are alleging Joe Biden did and thus far cannot provide any evidence for is that he has interfered with their investigations into Hunter Biden. Again, Hunter Biden is not involved in the administration. Nobody seems to know why exactly we're supposed to be so worried about what a private citizen does, but they would say it's that link and the president can't you know, try to slow roll investigations or get them derailed, which I on principle agree with. I will remind you, however, that not a single one of these Republicans cared when Donald Trump literally fired the head of the FBI who was looking into him and then went and said to the Russian ambassador that now the the cloud has that was over them has been lifted because he fired the head of the FBI. They didn't care about that. They didn't care about the fact that Donald Trump literally never testified in that investigation. I mean again, the idea that this is supposed to be some principle where they want to make sure that no one is using their political office to advantage or protect their family members is obviously not true. No right winger actually believes that. It's it's what was said. It's like it's there's a fig leaf of excuse for what is it would be generous to call it a fishing expedition. I don't think they think there are any fish in the lake. They just want to get in the boat because the election's coming and who wouldn't want to be in a boat for those photo ops? Was Look, the, the proof that you have guys that nobody actually cares if the president's kids or in-laws are benefiting from his seat in office. Look no further than Jared Kushner, who had an official position within the administration along with his wife, Ivanka. Ivanka Trump Kushner, I guess we're calling her. And you know, he, he was doing all kinds of foreign relations with the Saudis and Israel, etc. The second that man left office, he got hundreds of millions of dollars in investments mm -hmm. from the Saudi royal family. I mean, this is <laughs> this is obvious. The stuff that Hunter Biden was doing in Ukraine was chump change and small potatoes in compared to the blatant and obvious corruption coming out of the previous administration, which yeah, nobody seems to care about. 100%. The Jared Kushner stuff totally accurate reports this week place the amount that Donald Trump earned through the course of his presidency from foreign deals at 160 million dollars. Like can you imagine if Joe Biden had done anything like that? There there were foreign leaders literally buying out floors of his hotels, buying up his overpriced apartments. Again, if Joe Biden had done literally any of this. They're 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 talking about payments, reimbursed payments for a truck.
And they're ignoring this absolute mountain of corruption. And by the way, let me just say it for context again, because I understand that there are people like you can go on CNN or MSNBC or whatever, and perhaps see someone talking about this rough story and maybe agreeing with like Waz and me that this is a fishing expedition. But it's not because like I love Joe Biden and don't think he's done anything wrong. I just think that if you're going to focus on the things he's done wrong, they should be based in reality and not some fantasy land. And also it's not because I don't think that Hunter Biden hasn't tried to use his family connections to benefit himself. I've never seen any good explanation as to why he was hired for any of the positions that he's held. It's 100% because of his last name, but that is not actually something the Republicans are against. They want their kids to be advantaged in the exact same way that Hunter Biden is. They don't actually want to shut it down so that family members and associates of well-connected politicos aren't getting deals and contracts and all that. They desperately want that. They want the speaking fees. They want the overpriced book deals. They want the, the cushy lobbying gigs. They just in this very specific case don't like that Hunter Biden tried and seemingly failed to actually tie Joe Biden to it. So again, it's the same story we hear, we see every single day. It is things that are masquerading as principles that are not, that are highly contingent little specific issues that they have. Meanwhile, they want to do nothing whatsoever to change the status quo of corruption that they and their friends benefit from. Was. I mean, that's perfectly put. Obviously, you know, they kicked out George Santos from Congress this past week or so. Because the corruption was so blatant. And I think the message was sent like, dude, there's a way to do this corruption thing. That's just not the way. And as you explained, John, of course, family members getting kickbacks. I mean, you know, <laughs> we're not gonna talk about Obama's kid being on Donald Glover's writing staff. I mean, it's all over the place. The mm -hmm. the, the the back scratching and the favor doing and all of that stuff is all over the place. Again, even Obama, we can go to after he leaves office, he gets like 150 million, I think, or maybe 200. I don't remember the exact figures, but it's in the hundred millions for his personal shrine to him himself from Jeff Bezos. This is our government. This is our quote unquote democracy at work, guys. And so, you know, this idea that these people care about corruption is is it's a joke. It's a farce. 100% joke. And look, that that's a really good example of like a massive amount of money from effectively a singular person representing one company, but it's all floor to ceiling corruption. Every paid speech that they do for the rest of their life. That's Insane that they're allowed to be given $50,000 to speak for 45 minutes or whatever. I don't think any, like I understand that my solution to this is too radical for probably anyone even on my side. I am perfectly happy with a constitutional amendment demanding a literal vow of poverty for anyone serving in elected office on a federal level. I'm perfectly happy that you will never exceed a middle class lifestyle. And that is the cost that is expected of you if you are going to be a part of America's government. Because you are not supposed to be getting into that position to benefit yourself and your kids. You're supposed to be doing work for the American people, for your constituents at the very least. Ideally, you'd have some sort of conception of the national good. And the fact that that's a non-starter says everything that you need to know about these people. They are, they are just selling self-serving, overly ambitious people predisposed to corruption. And that is a status quo that it doesn't matter how many times Tucker Carlson and Ben Shapiro and whatever, Charlie Kirk say that they're populists and they hate the elites and they want to stop all. No, they love that. They love that and desperately want to benefit from that system in the same way that the politicians are. 
But I want to turn more to uh, you know what we can expect from the actual investigation into Joe Biden. It was, as I said, a party line vote 221 to 212. This is just to look into whether sufficient grounds exist to impeach Joe Biden. I will remind you, they have been looking into this for years at this point. <laughs> I guess they weren't doing it in a committee room. That's probably what's gonna tip the scales though. Um, and not everyone is convinced that this is gonna work. Um, Senator Shelley Moore Capito said, I don't see the evidence there. The House is gonna do what the House is gonna do. I don't have any influence, which is true, as a senator. Uh, senator Romney said, there, have, there hasn't been evidence yet of wrongdoing by President Biden himself. If they uncover that evidence, which they may, that would be truly critical and important. But we haven't <laughs> seen that yet. Sure, well, it's easy for the senators to say that. The, the House <laughs> members all need to pretend that they think they're gonna find something damning in his closet. But Waz, what do you think? I love that. I love that Mitt Romney statement. They haven't found a single thing. Um, they might, you know, you never know. They might. And if they did, that would be significant. But until then, I got nothing for you. hundred <laughs> percent, yeah. <laughs> now, there are people who are excited, though. So, in fact, why don't we turn to, I think we have... Um, uh, video of uh, Greg Gutfeld. So why don't we jump right into this and we'll, we'll tell you what we think. Impeachment inquiry, impeachment, impeachment Palooza, I'm here for it. Remember the Democrats invented lawfare, right? They're trying to take the leading Republican presidential candidate off the ballot. They're trying to put him in jail with some trumped up BS. 91 counts of made up. I get it, oh 91 counts. Let's keep counting the same one over and over what and over again. But 91 times zero five. is still zero, Dr. Tarloff. <laughs> you know what? This is a, I love this because the Democrats tied up the government during the rise of COVID with impeachment proceedings. God knows how this would have turned out the disease if we hadn't been doing that. So turnabout is fair play, I'm here for it. What are you talking about? I mean, it's clear that he's perfectly happy with these investigations being totally political. Let's be very clear about that, never forget it. They don't actually think there should be grounds for these sorts of investigations. But what was the thing about COVID? They tied up the government with concerns over impeachment. And who knows what might have happened if they hadn't done that? Trump might have been freed up to do less somehow. You didn't want him to do anything. What are you? What's the opportunity cost on you not caring if a million Americans die? So that makes no sense to me. He immediately discounts the 91 indictments or whatever because you can multiply a fact that's inconvenient by zero and it doesn't count. I will remind you all. So far on Joe Biden, they have that he lent money to Hunter for a truck and Hunter paid it back. For Trump, we know what he said to the Ukrainian government. We know the blackmail plot. We know the boxes of documents in one of the <laughs> guest bathrooms in Mar-a-Lago. We know that a coup literally happened. We know that he called Georgia and told them, I just need you to find the exact number of votes I need to overturn the election. All of these things are not hearsay, all of these things are not speculative. We don't need to set up an expedition to go looking for evidence. All of those things are indisputable. They're unfortunately for utter hacks, ignorable. You could just pretend that that stuff doesn't exist because it's inconvenient to you. Waz, what do you, what'd you make of Greg Gutfeld there? Just a mask off moment, that's all, uh, saying the quiet part. 
out loud that they're happy with all of these investigations because it scores a political blow, they hope, against Joe Biden and the evidence or lack thereof be damned. I just love the idea that we would have fixed COVID had the Dems not impeached Donald Trump. That's a new one for me. I actually haven't heard that one. <laughs> I get, I don't know. They were angry at anything that was done. Sorry, to be clear, just in case people have started paying attention to politics more recently and weren't actively following everything during the pandemic, I will also remind you, and I'll probably do this for the rest of my career in this thing, that initially they were supportive of efforts, including Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson was telling people to socially distance, to wear masks, all of that. Fox was pretty responsible for a couple of weeks until it became clear that Trump wasn't gonna do anything, that their conspiratorial viewers would prefer to imagine that Bill Gates was trying to put microchips in your brain. And then they didn't about face and said that we shouldn't do anything. So just a little bit of history, lest we forget. But yeah, I don't know what less Trump could have done uh, maybe he would have had time for more press uh, conferences where he talked about injecting bleach and lights into your anus and stuff. I guess he could have done that, I suppose. That would have been something. But anyway, right now we have impeachment palooza. Um, and, and also, and I will remind everyone, because some people might be thinking, well, what's the difference, right? I mean, you guys are saying they're not going to find anything. So what does it matter if they're doing the investigation? And look, on a substantive level, I think that that is right, that inclination to think that. But we already know that a significant number of Americans believe that Joe Biden committed a crime without any evidence. Months of reports on, oh, we're gonna have something is designed to kick up dust, that like to make it seem as if there's something, and that could sway some people, which shouldn't matter. But in a close election, and we'll talk later in the show about whether this actually is likely to be a close election or not, that could make the difference in some states, Waz. So that that is why I am I am worried about what this smokescreen of corruption, um, what effect it could end up having on the election. Yeah, I think what they're banking on is that people who aren't playing the close, closest elect, uh, closest attention when they hear a quote unquote impeachment inquiry, like to them, it might mean the exact same thing as Donald Trump actually being impeached and evidence being administered and, and that kind of thing. And so, yeah, that's a, and that's not the worst bet in the world. It's a quite cynical one, but it's not the worst bet I've ever heard that, you know, voters who are living their lives and not as locked in on politics as sickos like me and you might hear about this inquiry and be like, oh God, they're all the same. They're all corrupt. They're all doing, you know, nasty backdoor, but you know, underhanded deals. And so, yeah, I think it's actually the correct calculation to make on their part. Yeah, I also, I want to remind everyone, by the way, just because I love when history sort of comes full circle. So they have to do this investigation to try to impeach Joe Biden because the Democrats impeach Trump and so now it needs to be made equal. And I will remind everyone that the first impeachment effort against Trump was because of his attempt to blackmail the Ukrainian government into investigating Joe Biden. So it really just does have a perfect political symmetry right there. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. 
But anyway, um, while uh, I don't expect a lot to come out of the hearings that will come uh, that is positive or helpful or productive, we do have one thing that I kind of liked. Um, so here's Representative Swalwell with a couple of great lines as we launch into this impeachment palooza. They're going to try and use this house to overturn the election through this inquiry. The problem is they have zero evidence. The only crime is that Joe Biden blew out Donald Trump in the 2020 election. But I wanna give James Comer some credit because after 50,000 pages of depositions and secret hearings and closed hearings, I think if we give him enough time, he's gonna prove that Hunter Biden is Joe Biden's son. That's pretty good, I like that. Yeah, I don't know what more we can expect from that. Um, uh, maybe they'll have some details on how Hunter Biden has not led the best life. He's certainly had his personal failings. He's the only American, by the way, did you know that? That has personal failings, like the drugs. He's the only American that's used drugs. That does make him pretty notable. Um, and by the way, like like we have been saying, he has definitely tried to financially benefit off of his political connections, which every single one of them is doing. <laughs> so if that's illegal, good. Lock them all up. Let's 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 hit the reset button on our Congress. I'm perfectly happy uh, to do that. But Waz, what'd you make of it? I I've quite enjoyed the dramatic pauses. He had about three or four of them. <laughs> I really think. What they're gonna find <laughs> is that he's Joe Biden's son. I, I enjoyed that. That guy must have took some acting classes in his past. Yeah. Well, you know, he knows he's got a good line, so he wants to drag it out. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, this is uh, this is going to go for you know until election day, roughly. Um, we'll see if it continues past that. It's really going to depend on who ends up winning. Uh, one would think that were Trump to win this thing, then they could finally move on. But I don't know. Trump beat Hillary Clinton and never stopped talking about her. They still talk about her to this day. So I don't know that there's necessarily any out for Hunter Biden. Um, even were he, because he's now facing, you know, like nine different indictments or whatever, even were, but although I will remind you, nine times zero is zero. But anyway, um, <laughs> even were he to go to jail for that. I don't think that him going to jail and coming out is gonna like wipe the slate clean from their from their point of view. And and I will just remind everyone that anybody who runs for office at the presidential level, any Democrat, is going to face this exact same thing. Not every Republican actually has. I understand that they want to pretend that this is now just a thing that we do for everything. They didn't impeach Trump for all of the stuff that he did. They waited literally years. It took the Ukraine thing and a literal violent attempted overthrow of the US government. So again, they they want to imply that we've like willy nilly landed on a slippery slope here. No, the Democrats were actually pretty restrained when it came to the insane things that Trump was doing. Marjorie Green says she wants to impeach Biden over the border. The Democrats didn't impeach Trump over kids in cages or anything like that, or the Muslim ban or any other insane things he did, trying to reroute the path of a hurricane with a Sharpie, or talking about how we can dissipate them by launching nukes into their eye. There were a lot of opportunities that they had if they wanted to just set up a slippery slope, and they did very much did not do that. But final thought I'm gonna give to you was, um, what are your expectations for this thing? Uh, is it gonna be important for the election going forward? 
I don't think it's going to make that much of a dent. And I actually think the way Hunter Biden is handling this, this transparency, this like admission of, yes, I was a drug addict and yes, I've made mistakes is is quite effective. I think every everyday people are going to be able to understand that. But again, this is no different than all the other show trials. Remember Benghazi? That was a show trial because they knew Hillary Clinton was going to try to run for president again. This is just a show trial. You know, um, when they chased Bill Clinton's penis all up and down the beltway, that was a show trial. Like, this is just, it's just a smear campaign, as I said at the top of the show. Uh, it's it's a nothing burger. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe there's stuff. Maybe he's buying kids off of Etsy. Maybe we'll find out. Anyway, we're going to take our first break. We come back. Um, today is a pretty significant day. We're going to be looking back on Sandy Hook. Uh, that happened 11 years ago, that tragedy. We'll be talking about that and more after this. Today marks, and I can't believe this, 11 years since the Sandy Hook massacre when 20 children and 11 adults were killed. It was one of uh, the most devastating at that point acts of gun violence. And coming out of it, some people had the tiniest shred of hope that perhaps this will be a turning point, that past massacres had not been, but that this one perhaps, especially considering the heroic deaths of the adults and the tragic deaths of kids so young might break through. Well, it's been 11 years, that has obviously not happened. And to sort of commemorate that and put some pressure on those who have helped stop reforms from going through, the group Mothers Against Greg Abbott released this video to mark the anniversary. My thoughts and prayers are with you. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts. Prayers. Thoughts and prayers. That was obviously devastating, difficult to watch. Uh, you know, as a parent, like the concept of that and these horrific acts of violence, especially in schools, definitely hit harder uh, now that I have a child. And I understand some people will attempt to totally write off that ad saying, How dare you say thoughts and prayers are meaningless? They're mean, meaningful to many people. Yes, they don't save lives, though. They clearly do not. We've tried it now as a country. We tried the thoughts and we've tried the prayers. As dozens and hundreds of these acts have happened, they have not saved any lives. The massacres continue and they will continue until we stop them from happening with something more effective than thoughts and prayers was. What do you make of that? I mean, it's quite a powerful message, obviously, that this idea that we stand back and allow for millions of, of Americans to have been slaughtered here senseless, senselessly. Um, in this country by acts of 
gun violence. It's it's kind of crazy. And the thing about the, that commercial and this anniversary makes me remember is that specifically what I remember about Sandy Hook is that it's the shooting that I kind of lost hope. It was just like, look, if we <laughs> if we can't um, generate popular will, we can't generate enough support in the government bipartisan um, be, uh, around children being slaughtered at school. We're talking about five and four year olds and six year olds being slaughtered at their school. If that can't move anybody to act, then absolutely nothing else will. You know, like it's just impossible for me to imagine that anything, any one thing could drive people um, the powers that be to to do some meaningful change. So yeah, I'm I'm not surprised at all. Yeah, I think I feel roughly similar. I don't know for sure that it was Sandy Hook for me, but I think a lot of people who've been following this for a while have have experienced that that gradual uh, erosion of your faith in humanity. I mean, let alone the the pandemic. I mean, if you had any faith in our ability to come together collectively to solve uh, tragedies, then that was gone by then. But yeah, uh, Sandy Hook and Parkland and Uvalde and the many high schools and the many colleges and all of that. I mean, once a nation has said, we are not going to do anything after five and six and seven year olds are blown to pieces with weapons of war, that's it. There's, <laughs> yes, you're, that country is going to have Parkland and they're going to have Uvalde because they were okay with Sandy Hook. We are okay with these blood sacrifices to the profits of gun manufacturers and the political aspirations of conservatives. And we are we are okay with that. I mean, obviously many of you watching are not okay with that. And I would say the majority of Americans are not okay with that, but we have been utterly unable to actually translate that into political action. And so the murders will continue. More kids will be blown apart because that's the country that we live in. And it really sucks. You know, especially as a parent, to think that that is very unlikely to change. There is no, we used to do these hypotheticals, Waz, like, what if it happened in a church? What if it happened at a concert? What if it happened at a mall? No, what if it's happened at all those places and it will continue to? I watched a movie, Shailene Woodley was in it, and there was a really devastating scene of a mass shooting in a mall. And, uh, and it was hard to watch. But then I thought, is this worse than Uvalde? Like this is supposed to be highly dramatic. But it wasn't worse than many instances with Mandalay Bay. Like our reality is more horrifying than what screenwriters can come up with. And and that's the country we have. Maybe someday it'll change. I see no reason to believe that it will. Yeah, and also, man, I, I kind of wish maybe. You know, you mentioned those mass shootings. A part of me wonders if we marketed this gun problem a little differently, if it could have an effect. Because the the bottom line is, the vast majority of people who get killed by guns, it's over petty arguments from people that they know. 
or you know, kind of know gambling debts, uh, lovers quarrels, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, these these are the overwhelming majority of gun deaths. Um, it's these everyday mundane things that aren't these sensationalized mass shootings, which obviously are horrible, particularly when this violent when this violence visits young children. But the vast majority of gun deaths are these everyday innocuous discrepancies and disagreements where somebody because they have a gun decides they're going to settle the dispute via deadly force that's yeah. the saddest part about this man is that it's it's so regular it's so mm-hmm. normal for somebody to just die from a bs argument yeah we had i'm sure most people don't even remember this remember when for weeks in a row what was dominating the news was the many instances of just casual murder because a gun was around Cheerleaders walk up to a guy in a car. Somebody walks past a window. You pull into the wrong driveway. There was story after story where if the gun wasn't there, it's not a story. And you never hear about it, nothing happens. But simply because a gun was there, people died in all of those cases. And then we just moved on and we just forgot about it. And nobody talks about it anymore. And we're right back to a country where we have scattered around literally hundreds of millions of opportunities for people to needlessly die. And and just because um, yeah, I want to make sure that you know about the, the great work that was done uh, by producer Ashley. Like she did um, an attempt to sum up like over years the efforts to get anything done federally about guns. And so way back in 2013. You had a group in the Senate failing to approve their own expansion of concealed carry permits around the country, so nothing happens. Over the course of a few years, you had Congress taking up and then voting down a variety of different measures to expand background checks for sales online and at gun shows and to block people on no-fly and terrorism watch lists from being able to buy firearms because, again, it seems crazy. But they don't even think that you should need to be checked out. And the fact that you are on a terrorism watch list should not stop you from getting a gun that you might need to conduct an act of terrorism. That is the Republican position after the Pulse shooting. How did I not mention that amongst all of those? We have so many horrendous mass shootings that I defy anyone to remember all of the the worst ones. There was a series of four different votes in the Senate, two proposed by Democrats, two by Republicans that would have expanded background checks or made it harder for suspected terrorists to purchase guns. All of them were defeated. Finally, in 2017, we had the shooting in Vegas where they just tried to ban bump stocks which are literally just a way to get around the legal requirement that guns not be capable of automatic fire, and that failed. Now, thankfully, the Trump administration eventually enacted a ban. We were able to get that, that one limited thing, and all it took was years. And you can still get the guns that they'd be attached them to. You can still clearly gun down dozens of people. That's what we've been capable of after 11 years. So congratulations, America. Any final thoughts, Waz? Yeah, I just honestly think about the psychic effect on young Americans growing up in this age of gun violence where, you know, where our parents um, before us were were kneeling down under their desks because the evil commies were going to drop nukes on us. Um, And that kind of obvious trauma uh, for kids these days, they do emergency lockdown drills for when a school might get shot up which is just a crazy honestly just just idea that that's what kids these are the kinds of things that children the thoughts that children are introduced to at a very young age because of the realities 
of the gun problem in our country. Yeah. And meanwhile, we get is the same exact diversions. They yeah, sometimes they'll bring up video games or whatever. Usually they'll say we need uh, thicker doors or something. We need a guard, even though that didn't do anything in Parkland. Um, we need uh, teachers to have guns, even though that, that hasn't saved lives. We need just come up. They're not, not only are they not passing reform, they're not even occasionally switching up the BS arguments that they don't even believe to stop reform from happening. And every single one of them calls themselves pro-life. Every one of them is a devoted Christian and doesn't care at all that kids' heads are being blown apart uh, by weapons that you can easily buy in person online and you can probably get around even having to have a background check. These are very dishonest people. That's called election interference. These are very, and now they're fighting like hell because they want to try and get a guilty plea from the Supreme Court of the United States, which I can't imagine because you have presidential immunity. But strange things happen. That would indeed be a strange thing that they would, the special counsel Jack Smith would be able to get a guilty plea from the Supreme Court because that doesn't mean anything and that's not what he's trying to do. Uh, Trump, is relying on a concept of presidential immunity to defend him from the January 6th related charges, the big lie charges. Basically what he's saying is, is that he was president so he can do literally anything he wants. And virtually every Republican supports that idea despite saying that they are against elites and elitism. Uh, so Jack Smith is saying, well, if you're gonna use that as your defense in all these cases, could we just have the Supreme Court actually rule on whether that applies? And Trump thinks that it's obvious. It's clear that that's the case, and he stacked the Supreme Court with conservatives. So one would think that he would be excited about that, but he's pretending at least that he's not. With the newest update being though, that he has kind of gotten at least for a bit what he wants, which is to pump the brakes on these different cases against him. Judge Tanya Chutkin has put on hold all the proceedings in his trial while we wait to hear what the Supreme Court thinks about this particular defense. Now. It doesn't have to be a particularly long hold. The Supreme Court could take it up within the next month or so, or they could not. They could drag it out, months and months could go by, and you could not get resolution on these cases until after the Republican primary is finalized, which would obviously screw over other Republicans' um, you know, desire to have voters actually know what Trump did and whether he's guilty before they vote. If they wait long enough, it could even put it to after the general election. And again, millions and millions of Americans would be denied the opportunity to know what Trump did. Um, and also probably they would deny them any resolution on the case because if Donald Trump wins, that's gonna be it. It's simply going to disappear. Waz, what do you think? You know, <laughs> Donald Trump is crazy like a fox because at the end of the day, <laughs> Presidents can't commit crimes technically, right? Like he has a certain point there. They are protected from the laws of citizens, for instance, like okaying a freaking drone attack that kills, you know, countless civilians in the process, right? Like they commit atrocities within their job function all the time. And so they are, they do have everyone who occupies the office. And you know the rest of the government does sort of commit to this blanket immunity to everybody, whatever the party, because of the nature of the job. However, 
there's gotta be some limit on, you know, actually actively trying to put a monkey wrench in the wheels of democracy. Maybe that's where this immunity stops, right? Like we take so much pride in, you know, our tradition of a peaceful transfer of power. And maybe these people would take some level of pride the, the way that they claim the, you know, the oldest democracy and blah, 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 blah. Maybe they'd actually, you know, actually put their money where their mouth is with that principle. Yeah, uh, maybe. Don't hold your breath. On any of this. <laughs> you don't Making seem too confident. Being reasonable. <laughs> no. I, um, look, look, part of it is that there are, we're, we need to be, but we are overburdened with the multiple different cases going on at the same time. So it is difficult for even a person that really cares about this and wants to follow it to follow, you know, not only the January 6th case, and there's also Georgia, and there's the civil fraud, and then there's investigation of the documents, and there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, and I think that especially in the context of a general election, and especially one where he is he's doing really well, people deserve to have all the details on that. And I don't like look, this is this is Judge Chutkin, who by the way, Trump has referred to as a racist in multiple instances because she's black. Uh, let's be clear <laughs> about that. Um, this was not Judge Eileen Cannon. So I, at least in this case, don't think that she's doing it specifically to protect him, which would be my assumption were it to be Eileen Cannon. Um, but that said, it isn't up to her on how fast this will be resolved. I mean, in theory, I suppose she could restart it. But if she's saying we need to, we need the Supreme Court's word on presidential immunity, I can't conceive of her all of a sudden deciding in early February that we've waited long enough. So this could be in the hands of the Supreme Court. And by the way, I don't necessarily think that the Supreme Court, even this deranged conservative Supreme Court, is going to make specific rulings to help him, although they have in the past, George W. Bush 2000. They, but again, they don't have to, they can simply wait. They don't have to decide anything. That way they don't go on the record as supporting him and the coup and all of that, but they could still get it so that he gets back in office. So I, I just I, I have a lot of fears going forward, is what I will say. Um by the way, I just want to quickly give you a little bit of uh, Trump's response to all of this. Again, this is theoretically good news for him. So one would think that he would be mollified to some extent, but instead you get this. So deranged Jack Smith, the Biden appointed nut job. You can just say nut job. Why is it in quotation marks? You're quoting yourself and you think he's a nut job. You're making it seem as if you don't think he is. I don't get how you think language works. Um, wants to rush, rush, rush to the Supreme Court on the important matter of presidential immunity, something which is so basic to America that it should be automatic. He doesn't want to go to our highest court with a loss. He just wants to interfere with the presidential election. If they really wanted speed, they would have brought this ridiculous lawsuit three years ago, literally before the coup. Somehow that makes sense to me. Anyway, he says it's election interference. Again, there was no time that they could have brought this case <laughs> that they would not have said that it was intended to interfere with an election or whatever. So just be super clear about that. And they're trying to get it wrapped up. And so if you're innocent, it'll be wrapped up and then you can still campaign. You can you can be exonerated in front of the nation, but he clearly doesn't expect that to happen because he's guilty and he knows it. Final thoughts before we go to break, what do you think? Yeah, he knows most of these uh, prosecutors have him by the balls, but you know the ob the the obvious 
um, strategy is to delay, obfuscate, just mm-hmm. kick the can down the road, and hopefully he beats Joe Biden in the general. And like you said, all of this stuff goes away. You can't, you can't imprison the democratically elected president of the United States. Like not yet, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and realistically, you're not going to get the opportunity to because he's simply going to dissolve the special counsel investigation, put a new yeah. head of the DOJ, and then that'll be that. Not on the Georgia case or potentially Arizona if they decide to look into it, but on a lot of these, that would be it. Okay, with that said, we do have to take a break. More to come after this. Okay, I'm seeing a comment from Rebel Phoenix that says Sean Fain of the UAW is now calling for ceasefire in Gaza. Sean Fain clearly making a last minute push to be our Turk of the year. No, I'm kidding. Sean Fain obviously has done great work in the labor movement, is now expanding that to other areas. So thank you for the advocacy. I appreciate that. And with that said, let's get into a little bit more news with the time we have remaining, starting with this. I'm not I'm not a candidate. This is my kids would say, that's my jam. People appreciated the way you set it up, and they said it was the most substantive debate that they've seen. In this entire election cycle, and so kudos to you for doing it. I know you he had challenged me, and and you asked me to do it. So I'm glad we were able to get that done. And just know if you want to do other debates, Nikki Haley and me, I'm in. Donald Trump and me, I'm in. So just say the word. You've shown that you can do it in a way that I think really helps the voters. So I'm game. Just let me know. Okay. I love that ending by Sean Hannity there. So that's uh, Ron DeSantis being like, I'm, I'm the guy who will debate anyone. And look, if I were inclined to mock him, I certainly could. He was making all sorts of weird, I'm going to call them smiles there. Um, and there were references to his debate with Gavin Newsom where he got just like, just got creamed. Um, but <laughs> that's not what I'm here to do, actually. Uh, Ron DeSantis is alluded to the idea that he should have more debates with Nikki Haley. But the entire point of that, let's be clear, was Sean Hannity should set up a debate between him and Donald Trump. And the thing is, Ron DeSantis is human excrement in a roughly human-shaped package. That's true. But if I were him, I would be really frustrated too. You know, Trump should have to debate. It it really seems messed up that he just gets to cruise through this thing without debating. And obviously, we have a similar situation on the side of the Democrats, where Biden gets to just pretend that there's no primary and he gets a massive assist from the media. And so there won't be real debates. I mean, TYT hosted the different Democratic challengers for a forum that I that I moderated. But Ron DeSantis is almost always wrong. But in this case, I don't think he is. Waz, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, obviously, he should have a chance to debate the leader, right? Uh, Like the American people or Republican primary voters, more specifically, should have the right to see, you know, who these candidates, these GOP candidates, who they actually are, how they feel on the substance of the issues. And yeah, he's doing the right thing. Like, you know what I think. I think he would get absolutely smoked and destroyed in a one-on-one with Trump. He would absolutely get big dogged without a question. But he deserves the right to face, you know, his abuser. 
you know, he, he deserves the right to, to get a one-on-one or at least, you know, some type of town hall, whatever you want to call it with Donald Trump. Yeah, uh, I could not agree more, by the way. This is like the ultimate, be careful what you wish for. I will use my platform to fight for your right to be thanos on the debate stage <laughs> by Donald Trump, to be clear. But Ron DeSantis, were you to get that debate? There's a very good chance that you come out of it with no future in politics. Yeah. There's a small chance that you go home and your wife has moved out. So just be very <laughs> glad that this is not gonna happen, but it should happen. And and also, it, while we're on the topic of debate, I just wanna throw out there, they're giving everybody town halls on CNN right now. Vivek Ramaswamy had one, I'm not even covered because it was crazy, but they're giving it to them. Even the people who are, are polling very low, where the, where's the Democratic town halls? Where's Marianne Williamson, Dean Phillips, Cenk Uger? You're having town halls for every single Republican. Republicans who have no chance. What Chris Christie's at like one percent. He gets a town hall, <laughs> but Joe Biden, there's no primary. I I can't see the primary. What primary? What are you talking about? Marianne Williamson is at like twelve percent, I think, in some polls, and they're not going to give her a chance to make her case. That's insane to me right now. So. Anyway, CNN has an opportunity. Um, they could maybe try to appeal to the Democrats who are watching their network, but uh, it's unlikely that we will get that at this point. So we'll probably have a few more of these like quasi Republican debates with no Trump there. Maybe we'll get a general election debate. Honestly, I don't even think people should count on that because although Donald Trump would probably do well against Joe Biden, He's also seen that he doesn't have to do anything. He can just sort of laze his way through Show the campaign. Rallies, yeah. And he's already doing well on the other side of other side of our break. We're gonna talk about the polls. He's already doing well in the polling. So I like I don't even necessarily expect those. Would what what about you, Waz? Would you put your money on there being general election debates even? I mean, I could see him wanting to sort of take down Joe Biden because he's not killing him in the polls by 40 and 50 points the way that he is Ron DeSantis and the rest of these Republican guys. Like it's a legitimate challenger. So I could see the strategy in wanting to um, go face to face and, and take Joe Biden down. However, you know, just going to his pep rallies with his adoring cult members has been enough. You know, it's been enough to fuel him to his third straight Republican Party presidential nomination. And so I could see why he might be like, look, for the general, I'll just run this back. The people know who I am, they know where I stand, and I get to hang out with my adoring fans whenever I do leave the house. Yeah, 100%. Such a, this is one of the weirdest presidential elections, I, th yeah. I think, indisputably, that we've had in our lives. And you never know. I mean, like everything else, maybe once Trump finally, you know, like a, a chunk of filet fish gets caught in the wrong tube or something, maybe things go back to normal after that, but maybe not. Maybe front runners from now on just decide that I don't need to, to participate in the facade of democracy. Um, and I'm a little bit worried about that future. That said, uh, that's all the time we unfortunately have for the first hour of the show. But I want to thank everyone who's been watching live. Don't go anywhere. There's more to come in the aftermath. Those of you uh, who are listening to the podcast, as always, thank you so much. I appreciate it. As a fan of podcasts myself, thank you for uh, having us in your rotation. Definitely rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts. Coming up um, soon, I'm gonna read some of those maybe on tomorrow's live show because we don't give you enough thanks uh, for the support that you give to our show. Uh, but with all that said, thank you. And those of you watching live on YouTube and Twitch, there's more to come in the aftermath, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.